This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Good evening, everyone, and welcome along to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. It's a tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley. I'm delighted to say, joining me fresh. From his adventures in Antwerp last week, the ATP two two fifty. We followed him on Instagram. It's our senior ATP tour handicapper. It's Sean Calvert. Sean, good to have you back, mate. We haven't spoke since you returned. What was Antwerp like? Good. It was all right. Yeah, it was a bit. I called it the um, building site open because it was a bit. It was a bit of a strange setup with the one court in the one arena and the other one around the corner in like a building site. It was a bit weird, but um, yeah, it was all right. Got some merch. Um, yeah, a few, few, obviously a few problems. You know, I always have a few complaints, but um, no, it's good. It was all right. It's nice. It's always nice to see a new tournament for sure. So the complaints. I want to hear about the complaints first. Number one complaint. I, number, I number already one. mentioned the business about the food card, which was yeah. Is that number weird. one complaint? By the way, they don't let you have your money back because um, you, you put money, you put money on the card, right? And then if you don't use that money, they they give it you back, but they don't give it you back until the tournament's finished. So you get a load of euros. That you can't so the tournament do. is now finished. So I've now they're, they're banking on people just forgetting about it. So I've now got to go onto this website and come up with all sorts of stuff, and then all for the sake of about seventeen euros, which I've got left on the card. It's just weird I'm making you do a food card and then saying buy the drinks with an entirely different card with a normal debit card. I don't know what's going on there. Very weird. Well, so will you be returning to Antwerp in twenty twenty four? Uh no, I don't think so. No, no. So, so they got the money. They got the card. No, haven't you? Back? No, I can do. I can get. I can get the seventeen euros back. Don't worry about that. Oh, uh, well, I'll make sure. I'm sure. That, I'm sure yeah, I'm sure you. <laughs> but that was number one complaint. Any, any other complaints? Any um... Um, they did move me. They moved the seat that I bought. I think I mentioned this on Twitter. I bought seats because I like to sit behind the baseline. I don't like to sit at the side because you, you you're doing this the whole time, and it's just it's just annoying. So I like to sit behind the baseline, but they. Because they didn't sell hardly any tickets, they they didn't have anyone in that top row, and they blacked it out with um like a black tarpaulin, so that it made it look like there was more people there than there actually was. Um, so they moved me from that seat to the seat on the side, which I don't like. But um, yeah, apart from that, you know, I, I could go on, but you know, we haven't got time really for my, all my complaints. Well, that's another show. Sean Calvert's top ten complaints on the twenty twenty three ATP tour. So it's coming soon on the. Uh... I could, do a whole, I could do a couple of hours on that easy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Anyway, let's let's move on to this week. We've got two decent tournaments. One of them is, is an amazing tournament. The first mm. we're going to talk about is Baal. Uh, is it is it Basel? Baal? How would you pronounce it? I, 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 I would say Basel, but I'm not sure that I'm right. I always call it Baal, but anyway, it's Basel, Baal, whatever you want to talk to it. Uh, it's uh, an interesting tournament over in Switzerland. And really, when you look at the, the players in this tournament, it's like, all the people that <laughs> that you don't want to be betting are all in one tournament. It's absolutely shocking. Before we come on to the tour and break down the draw, uh, give us some conditions, uh, Sean. Look at your stats. You've got the figures there. What the uh, the, t- the conditions here over in Switzerland, the green set hard court in Bar. What's all about? 
Yeah, so it's a, a green set indoor hardcore, like you just said. There is a slight altitude here of 265 meters, um, which means the balls fly slightly. Um, they usually use Dunlop ATP balls here. I've not checked, or not, I've been able to check um, that they're still using those, but I think they're still partnered with Dunlop. So I'm um, pretty sure they're going to be using Dunlop ATP balls, just the same ones they used in um, Antwerp last week. Um, last year, it averaged 83% holds uh, of serve, 73% first serve points won, which is Roughly the same as Vienna. We'll come on to that in a minute. Average is 38% tie-break matches, which is slightly less than Vienna. Um, do you want me to do the trends? Yes, the of course. So is, the, trends the floor are... is yours, Mr. Calvary. It's all okay. up to you. Well, the trends are a bit skewed because it was dominated by Roger Federer, wasn't it? He used to win this pretty much every year. So the outright trends is probably not that relevant, but it has been won by one of the top four seeds every single year since 2004. That being said, it was almost always Federer. Um, the last three runners up have been um, quite decent prices, 25 to 1, uh, 20 to 1. And Marius Coppil made the final here, I think, as a, either a qualifier or a lucky loser. At, I think he was 150 to 1, Coppil. So Federer basically used to win it every year and he used to beat someone. Um, he had a few tussles with Del Potter here, if I remember rightly. But there's been a few um, reasonable priced uh, runners up lately. Well, let's have a look at the draw. The number one seed is Holger Rune. The man who's in absolutely terrible form. He's only won once of his last 10 matches. And it was another guy who was in terrible form, Felix Auger Lassim in Beijing in the first round. Got beat in the first round. Uh, Kekmanovic beat him. Nakashima beat him. Dimitrov beat him. I mean, he's absolutely in shocking form. But he has Boris Becker now as his coach. Yeah. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'm not quite sure. But I didn't recall. know he was out of prison, to be honest. But well, <laughs> obviously. He, 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 he's turned up in Switzerland, which is. Read I'm saying nothing. Saying nothing. Uh, not saying nothing. Uh, Holger Rune is the uh, the number one seed, not the favourite. Number two seed is Kasper Rude, who is again another player in shocking form as well. Number three seed Taylor Fritz threw in one of the strangest uh, performances of the 2023 calendar in his last round in Tokyo. We have uh, Herbert Herkas, obviously, who won for us a couple of weeks back, but beaten the first round uh, then last week. Number five seed Diminois. Totally in and out of form. Not somebody you can never read. Totally blitzed away by Koretsev. Uh, number six seed, yeah, we have... Uh, where is number six seed? We have number Felix. six Felix. Is it Felix? Well, there you go. Another one who's in absolutely shocking form. Nicholas Sherry, number seven, and Sebastian Corder, number eight. Now, Rune is in the top half with Corder. We have Fritz, Auger had a scene. Diminuar, Herkas, Jarry, Rude in the bottom half. You would probably say, looking at the draw, maybe... The bottom half would be a little bit easier, but really, you have—I have absolutely no confidence in betting any of those top eight seeds in this tournament at all. I'm not actually having a bet of the outright in this in this at the moment. Possibly in a couple of days when some results are known, but I think this is a this is a. I've looked through a, a different permutations, and nobody really appeals at the odds that they are. I think, I think I am tempted once again with Corder. I know what you're mm. going to say. Um, you're not going to be happy, but um... no, I was. I, sorry, before you, I I mm. looked at the draw myself, and I thought he was the only person I could bet. But he's plus four fifty. We're going to come on to your favorite at four fifty. Would you bet Sebastian Corner at plus four fifty? But no. he is the logical bet. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, he is. I mean, looking at this rune, I I just I don't know what's going on with him. We'll talk about him later in a bit more detail. Whatever the reasons, he's in dreadful form. Um. And you can't really trust any of these others. Can you? Corder, as I said, too short. Fritz, you would think he has the motivation of trying to get that 
spot in Turin, which is still open to him, but he's looked anything but a player that's interested in that in the last few weeks, hasn't he? It, it's a couple of months even, you might say. Um, and then Felix, which you know, I'm not totally convinced he's going to win the first round match, let alone win the tournament. Uh, and then the bottom half, I, I sort of had a, I was looking at Diminois made the final here before, but again, too short in price. Um, her cash again, we, we cash with him on the outright. And then also when we backed against him last week, so we've got a good read on him at the minute, but again, he's roughly the same price as, as Corder, isn't he? Um, so no real value. Casper Rude, yeah, not for me. It's there's no one that really stands out to me. I was thought about thought about Humbert, but then I thought, well, he could lose to Giron in the first round, you know, or, or possibly maybe Manorino in the second. There's no one that I can I can plot a course through confidently and say that the price is nice as well, or even reasonable. So it, it it's not usual that I have no bet on an outright, but I'm not taking one here. Uh, motivation is a huge factor as well. Four players in this draw have the chance of getting that eighth place. Holger Rune currently holds the eighth place in the race for Turin. We mm. have uh, Taylor Fritz, Kasper Rude, Herb Herkas as well. So the four of them are all sort of tying for that uh, place, for that eighth place as well. It's up for grabs here. Someone's actually sent a, 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 a question about about uh, motivation. We mentioned about motivation before. He said, like, surely everyone must be motivated. You know, we... Not really, no, 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 they're, no, they're not. I think a lot, you know, it's it's tiring. You know, it's it's very very tired. They play for eleven months a year. These guys have been away from home since probably the end of December last. You know, the back end of last year, and they won't. Some of these won't finish playing tennis until you know the middle sort of to end of November. It it, it is exhausting. You know, it, it's it's not it's not an easy thing to do. It's not a, a break. It's not a summer break or a winter break or anything like that. They're playing constantly. And, you know, it's like footballers, isn't it? You know, you, if, you, if you're a mid-table team with two or three matches left, you're not going up, you're not going down. You know, you see these kind of not exactly motivated matches. It's just the same with tennis. If you've got nothing really to play for, even if you, or even if you have, take Fritz, for example, he's got stuff to play for, but he just looks exhausted. And it, I think it doesn't help they're playing with these slow balls on the slow courts. I think you're going to see more of this at the end of the season, more of this kind of apathy, because they're, they're, they're just shattered. I think that's the bottom line. It's a long, long season. It's long, long season handicapping it, let alone playing it. It is, yeah, it definitely is. I, I always feel just jaded at the end of the but come, come sort of late October, November. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's look at the outright market here in Basel. Sebastian Cordo, as we said there, he does look someone who I I look through his path looks quite relatively easy. But he's plus four fifty. We know his record in finals, and you know he's talking about how many times he's let us down. He could end the season and win it, but past plus 450, I want to it's be... no value, that. is it? No, Herbert Hercash is plus 550. Taylor Fritz is $7. Alice Diminuar is 10 uh, Kasper Rudy is 12 Felix Auger-Asim is 12 Ugo and Berth, 14 Manorino, 16 Holger Rune, 16 it Shows you how bad he's falling. Number one seed is 16 to one shot. Nicholas Jarry also at 16 to one. So really on the outrun market, there is very, very little value on there. Now let's move across to the matches. Now, we have four matches here. We've got Vienna on the top of this graphic, but we have four matches across in uh, Baal before we go on to that match in Vienna. We can come to the Vienna, Vienna tournament in a second. But uh, we start off that that player, Holger Rune, um, a player I bet this year for the French Open, a player that I watched at the end of last year, and I thought this guy is going to be incredible this year. It hasn't really worked out for him at all. He's up against Kekmanovic. He's minus 125. Kit Manovich is one, plus $1. The spread here is one and a half. 
uh, Kitmanovic receiving one and a half is minus 125. And the total is 22 and a half here. Now, Holger Rune, number one seed. He's met Kitmanovic before. Kitmanovic beats him uh, this year in Stockholm last week. Last week, 7, yeah. 7662. Um, and that you can get even money about uh, Kitmanovic. The money is coming for Rude. I think that Rune, sorry. I think they must think that. Uh, Boris Becker is going to come in, see something, and change him around. But uh, this is a man who's won one match in his last 10 against a, a player that was equally out of form in Felix Rodriguez. And he's now a very heavy favourite with this match. I, I just don't see the logic in this game. No, I mean, Kekmanovic beat him in similar conditions only a few days ago. You know, I don't see any anything's changed since then, particularly other than Boris Becker. But he was working with him last week anyway. Um Sometimes, a, you know, a guy comes in, somebody of that stature does come in and it, it does have an immediate effect, you know, if, if the respect is there and, you know, he, he somehow G's him up and gets him back. I don't know whether he's even fit, though. You know, he's had this back problem. Even if Becker does come in and make a difference, he can't fix a, an injured back. Um, obviously I saw a match. Working... I saw a match. Sorry, Sean, just doing the, I saw yeah. a match the other day where Bet Rivers took the Holger Rune match off the board. I can't remember what game it was. It was not maybe not last tournament, tournament before. They just there was bets if there's an injury, single... they, the, the 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 odds do freeze very very quickly. Yeah, they didn't very want to quickly. take anyway. So there is definitely something about it. There is definitely some people betting against Holger Rune at the moment. But on this occasion, they seem to be betting him. I don't know why. Maybe I don't know. Maybe someone's seen something. But he, he was working with Patrick Moratoglu. Moratoglu and rune split up for whatever reason you know his, his mum's always been very heavily involved in the coaching side i, I don't know what, what's happened there's something something's gone on where moratoglu's thought well this ain't for me um boris beck has now come in what can he do we'll we'll see um the bottom line is rune is mile away from the player he was 12 months ago when he won paris indoors we were there weren't we um and he went 20 and 3 win loss on the indoor swing 12 months ago. Now he's on a run of one win in nine matches since Wimbledon. As we said, lost to Kekmanovic last week, where he was defending the title, by the way, in Stockholm last week. So he shouldn't have been, you know, he should have been reasonably motivated, but it, it, it was comfortable-ish for Kekmanovic, really. He was a slight, under, he was 2.08 underdog priced up as last week. Kekmanovic won pretty comfortable. If we look at the last 10 matches, the stats, Rune um, in his last 10 matches, two wins, eight losses. And his service points one and return points one total is 92. Now that's that's befitting of someone not even barely in the top 100. There's players that outside the top 100 with better records than that at this level. Kekmanovic, 6-4 win loss, and his total is 104. You know, Kekmanovic has not been playing great, but his, his stats are way better. I think the bottom line is if you're having a bet on this, the, the value has to lie with Kekmanovic, I think. Yeah, uh, plus one, even money, Kipmanovic. And uh, the money suggests that Kipmanovic might even get bigger than even money. So you want to hold the ticket until right the last minute and then hit the button. Remember, if you do hit that button, you can watch the match live streaming on the Bet Rivers website. And these matches start around about 6 a.m. Uh, tomorrow. Actually, this one, the whole room, actually, I think it's around 6 a.m. in the morning. So we're waiting to see. The order of play isn't out yet, so this match will be around about 6 a.m. tomorrow. So It's uh, been a withdrawal, hasn't it? Jerry's just pulled out, so I don't know whether that's... Well, that might, that might have a bit of effect there. Okay, let's move on to the next match. Leonardo Ridi, he's a, a Switzerland number three player, the Swiss number three player. Amazing when you think about Marinka and, and Roger Federer, all these great Swiss players, and 
Hingis and yeah, Hingis, Leonardo Reedy, number three, uh, behind Stricker, number two, still number one. It's not a golden era at the minute, but I think I'll talk about Reedy in a minute, but I think he's got good prospects. Well, Reedy's up against uh, Felix Auger-Alassim. Felix Auger-Alassim is minus 250. Reedy is plus 195. The handicap here, the spread is three and a half. Three and a half start for Reedy, minus 120. The total is 22 and a half. Um, They haven't met before, I don't think. Let me double check. No, they, they no. haven't met before. Um, Felix also had a seam as a player we thought would win majors. And now we're sort of looking at him as opposing against Leonardo Reedy, a player ranked 159 in the world. First of all, before we go on about Reedy, what's happened with Felix? Good question. Um, I know he's had some injuries this season that haven't helped, but just nowhere near the player it was. That that backhand is it's a liability at the minute. Um, he's coming here as defending champion, but seems more likely to drop out of the top 20 um, soon. He's number 19 right now, but he's got still got quite a few points to defend this season. You know, last week he beat Vukic um, not exactly easily. Two tie-break sets had to go the full distance with Vukic. Beat Offner, okay, fair enough. Um, but then dismissed by Marcos Giron. You know, Giron was a, a comfortable winner. I know Giron was playing well last week, but even so, Felix won 30% of his second serve points against Giron. Um, let's have a look at his last three months at main level. Felix, 36% win rate and a service points one, return points one total of 99. Still seven seven points better than Rude, incidentally. Um, second serve win percentage, 46%. It's, he's okay on the first serve and the, and the plus one forehand, but the backhand is, it's, it's so attackable. There's errors coming from it all the time. He's only broken serve 15% of the time in, in the last three months at main level. Now, Rady, I, I quite like him. I saw him in Marseille um, earlier on in the season when he took the first set of Hercash playing great. He was for the first set. Couldn't just couldn't carry it on. Hercash stepped up his game and managed to win it in three. Ended up winning the title that week. Hercash. Um, Rady's also taken a set of Murray in Davis Cup. Beat the aforementioned Holgeroon and Richard Gasquet in Hopman Cup. So he's he's been someone that has excelled playing in that team environment for his, for his country in, you know, in Switzerland um, plays with good aggression. I, I think he's one to watch, right? We'll, we'll see. I, I, I've seen him before, as I say, I'll be interested to see him again. I think he's from what I have seen. him. He certainly got the game to, to cope with this current Felix from the baseline. Um, so how to bet it? Well, Felix in best of three set matches in 2023, he's won five of his 27 just five of his 27 in under 22 and a half games. And he's won only eight of 27, roughly 30% in straight sets. So if he is winning, he's having to do it the hard way, generally speaking. Um, I think Raidy's got a set in him here. I, I can't imagine Raidy winning in straight sets. So over two and a half sets, I took earlier at six to four, uh, 2.5 plus 150. Plus 150 over two and a half sets. And that's still available on the BetRivers website. There's 29 different markets available on that match, which you can get if you cross over to the BetRivers website and also click on that bet. You can watch it live streaming, like I said earlier, uh, from the comfort of your own home on your tablet or your mobile device, whichever you want to do. Uh, Nicholas Sherry, you say, is just retired, withdrawn from the tournament. Yeah? No, Jerry, sorry, Jerry. Jerry, Nicholas... Laszlo Jerry. Oh, sorry, I thought he was uh, Nicholas Jerry. So I was going to say... We... No, no, Laszlo Jerry has retired. Jerry, yeah, sorry. My mistake. So we, I thought we can get away with the next match, but we can't get away with the next because it's Nicholas Sherry, a mm. uh, player I thought was retired, but he isn't. He's back in the tournament. Minus 103 up against Adrian Manorino, 122. Manorino's a player 
that blows hot and cold. I can never read him. We bet him two weeks ago when he won the tournament. And uh, ne- we never really know with Manorino what's going to happen. Nicholas Jarry obviously likes it a bit of altitude. It's even money to win this match. The spread is one and a half. Uh, Jarry uh, minus one and a half, plus one and a half. Sorry, it's minus 136. Manorino minus one and a half is plus 106. The total, again, as we expect with Jarry games, is very high. 23 and a half is the line you've got to play. Nothing between them, really, in the ranking. Jerry's 21, Manorino is 24. But this is the first match this year that Jerry has played indoors, whereas Manorino has an 8-2 winning record. Um, that's the reason why he's the favourite. Should we back the favourite? Is that winning record a reason to bet the Frenchman? I want to get with Manorino, but I'm perhaps being a bit greedy on the price. I just I feel like this, this will be a tricky matchup for both guys, actually. Manorino isn't wildly keen about big servers. He said in the past that he finds it boring. Um, he likes to be, he likes to have a bit of a chess match in his matches. Manorino doesn't like the big hitters, but Jerry, on the other hand, will not like the sort of flat, low bouncing ball that, that Manorino gives him. I think that, I think he'll, if, if this court doesn't bounce much, I think he'll have big problems with the, with the kind of ball that Manorino does give him. Um, Manorino has much more pedigree on indoor hard. You know, Jerry's actually never won a match at main level on, on indoor hard. I think he played Davis Cup quite recently, but I don't I don't count that as main level anymore. He's actually 0-4 win loss indoors at main level in his career, Jerry. He doesn't doesn't play it very often. I was just about to say the same thing. He hasn't won a match in indoors yeah. since 2016. Yeah, his service points won and return points won total is just 89 in those matches. It's a small sample size, and he will be better than that this time. But Manorino, last 12 months at main level indoors, 8-4 win loss and a 105 total. So very impressive stats. Um, Jerry is also, he hasn't played that many um, decent left-handers away from clay. His best win away from clay against left-handers in terms of ranking is when he beat number 71, Misha Zverev, in a final set tiebreak in Shanghai in 2018. So the left-handedness of Manorino and that awkward style that he does bring, if he doesn't get too frustrated with the aces flying past him, which he may do, you never know with, with Adrian, Um I've written here Manorino, but I want 1.91 or bigger. I'm not sure he is that just at the minute. He's about 1.85, something like that. Minus 122, so it's around about the price you're quoting there, yeah. Yeah, I want a slightly bigger price, which I think you will get with Manorino in play because he's often a slow starter. Well, there's um, actually money There's actually money coming around for Manorino. Manorino's going to start shorter than the current line. So the, okay. only, point, the only time you are going to get that price will be in play. Okay, so in play... If if you can get just short of evens, if you I don't know if he goes fifteen forty down in the game or something, whatever, something like that, then I'd be tempted to back him. Yeah, just a, a touch short of the minute, but I feel like this is a good matchup for Manorino indoors. There you go, Manorino. Uh, haven't against an opponent who hasn't won a match since two thousand and six. That's that's unbelievable. Two thousand was it? He just doesn't play many indoor. Sorry, two thousand. Yeah, he doesn't play many matches on indoor hard, and he what was is... banned, of course, for a while, which which kind of and then his ranking went down so there are reasons that he's not really done it and there are reasons there but minus 122 currently the price for adrian manorino manning for won a tournament for us sean wants minus 110 you probably will get that but you have to wait to in play the final match in buzzle is alexander bublik up against kasparu kasparu is minus 210 alexander bublik just won the tournament uh in the in the where sean was antwerp. in antwerp yeah plus one yeah, he beat my guy um uh Barrett, didn't he? And what well, did you, you you watch him first time, Boo? But what do you what did you think? Of, what did you think of him? 
I didn't see public when I was there. Oh, we didn't see him. Oh, no, okay. that that match was on really late at night. Public against Pereira, and then um, he wasn't playing the the day after that, so I didn't I didn't actually see him play. But I'm just looking at his stats. Actually, uh, just incredible serve stats today. Even against Arthur Fees, just looking, he won 97 of his first serve points. He won 36 out of 37 off his first delivery. So there you go. His, his serve was like that all week, untouchable, really. And now not he's one underarm serve in sight. I didn't see him do one, but I haven't I haven't seen all his matches, so I'm not not 100 sure. But yeah, taking on Casper Rude here. Um, if it, it's if public is fit, which he should be, you know, he's only played 11 matches since Wimbledon, so he's he's not a player that should be feeling fatigued. Um, obviously, a strong performance in Antwerp suggests that he's got enough left in the tank to at least trouble Casper Rude here. Um, Rude leads the head-to-head five-one, yeah. which you know. You, you might say that's quite overwhelming, but there was nothing in it when they met on clay in Rome earlier this season where you would have thought rude all day long. He ended up having to win it in a final set tiebreak, Casper, and though he was ahead in, in all the stats. What's interesting is if you look at the last two years um, on indoor hard at main level of these two guys, the, their stats are virtually identical. Public 61% win rate and a 100 service points, one return points, one total. Casper Rude 60% win rate and also 100. So nothing in it in terms of the stats, Bublik did beat Casper Rude as a um, uh, plus 250 chance indoors in Davis Cup in March 2022. So we know Bublik can do it if he's in the mood, which he should be because he tends to show up for the tournaments where he thinks he's got a chance. And obviously indoor hard is is that sort of situation for him. On the other side of the coin, Rude needs the points if he's going to make sure in, which at the minute he isn't. Um so it should be competitive. I don't. I'm not always wild about betting in public matches because you can just, you know, what he's like. If he doesn't fancy, he'll just, mm. he just won't won't show up. Um, but again, over two and a half sets here. That that looks interesting to me with Bet Rivers around about a two point three mark plus one thirty ish. I think it was earlier. Plus one thirty over two and a half sets. Bublik against Casper Rude. You can find it on the website. Twenty nine different markets available in this match. Click on that. You'll see all the different props, and that's where Sean's attention lies. So that's Baal or Basil, whatever you want to call it. Um, Sean, we've got we've previewed four matches here. Give us some little bits of advice. We haven't got an official pick the, on the outrun market. Have you yeah. got an official pick on these these four matches? Yeah, I'm taking the over two and a half sets in the Felix against Raidy match. So that is the one official pick. And that price is available at? It was 2.5 plus 150, 64. 150. So plus 150 over two and a half sets. Reedy against Felix or Reedy is obviously a player that needs to win the match in front of his home crowd. He's motivated playing in, in Switzerland, in Baal. And he's up against Felix Auger-Alessim, who needs a win or some performance to get some back some of his form from last year. So that's the bet there. Now we move across um, to Vienna. There's two tournaments. These are both two very decent tournaments, but I mean, the Swiss tournament there, I mean, literally we spoke about that. I went through the draw. I couldn't find one potential winner that I want to bet in any confidence. Then I move across to Vienna and what a tournament we got here. I mean, this is a real, real nice tournament here. It's an 18 You're going, aren't you? I'm I'm traveling tomorrow morning. I'm traveling on Monday morning. I'll be there at uh, around about one o'clock. You'll be able to follow all my story there and all my action there on our Instagram account at Because We Win and also on our Twitter account at Because We Win. I'm looking forward to it. I never I never thought it was going to be as good a tournament as this, but it's a really really nice tournament. It's some great first round matches. A Medvedev against Arthur Fields, Yannick yeah. Sinner, Ben. Shelton. That's a five hundred, isn't it? So it's you know it's 
Yeah, but we just done a five hundred there with the Swiss indoors, nowhere near like this. We got six to pass. Yeah, that's against Dominic Team. What a, what a great match that is. We got um, Zverev against Offner, which I think is a tricky match. Zverev Offner's playing well as well. Really, really At good home, tournament yeah. and some great, great um, matches that we're going to talk about. But before we go on and delve into the draw and delve into the matches, let's um, talk about the conditions because this historically is a tournament very fast. It's on the quicker side, yeah. I'm not entirely sure that this rebound ace court is that quick, but it, again, there's a bit of altitude here. Um, 219 meters approximately of altitude. Um, they, they used the Dunlop ATP balls, which are the, the, the slower ones. The same one they used in Antwerp, and it certainly didn't slow conditions down in Antwerp. Averages 82% holes and 73% first serve points won. Um, 44% of the matches feature tie breaks. So a lot of tie breaks here and it's roughly the 10th fastest conditions of the year. If you want to, if you want to put it like that. Um, so yeah, you should see, you should see a few tie breaks and a few, um, quite a few aces on your, on your travels in Vienna. I bet they don't do food cards there, by the way, I bet it's not all that nonsense, but you can just go to the bar with your debit card and just get whatever you want. I'll just eat before getting in there. If anyone says to me food carts, I will not be purchasing one. I will not be putting any money on it. I'll be eating <laughs> outside. I get my hands stamped and go outside. And There's nothing outside through. in Antwerp, though, apart from an Aldi and a little. Just, just go in there, get some sandwiches. I did at back. one point. I will, I will, <laughs> there's no way Sealy is doing food stamps. I will not be doing food cards. No way. And then, of course, you had to go to the bar and use your normal debit cards. You had to have two cards in your hand and go to two different places. Debit so, card, no problem. The, the we'll stamps. see on Instagram. You can tell us. You, I'm telling you now. I won't be. I won't do. Or most, just tell us now. No way. I'll just starve. <laughs> Liquid lunch. That's what I'm having. Fair enough. Anyway, let's have a look at the uh, the, the draw here. Medvedev is the number one seed. He's in the top half of the draw. Kachanov will be his uh, scheduled opponent in the quarterfinals. Sitsip has uh, in the second quarter against Tommy Paul. In the bottom half, Zverev up against Rublev. Uh, we have TFO against Sinner. That's the way it's supposed to go. But there's obviously some really dangerous opponents. Uh, Shelton, who just won the tournament in Tokyo, up against Yannick Sinner. I'm hoping that match will go to... I'm, I'm actually going on Wednesday. So I hope that match Tuesday... I'm, I'm, do you know where I'm going first night? I'm at, I'm at the opera. Are you? At the opera. The what, opera which one? I don't know. Some op- Mozart thing, I don't know. Well, it's Austria. I think most of it probably Vienna. will be Mozart. Vienna. Yeah. We're going to Vienna. Yeah, at the opera. Yeah, Mozart's, um, Mozart will, will certainly be uh, on the agenda there, I think. I'll be honest with you, I've never been to an opera in my entire life, and I, I don't have any real desire to go, to be perfectly honest. But, you know, I, I don't I don't move in the same sort of high society that you do, though, so that that could be it. I just Google what they're doing when you're in Venice, just go to the, the opera, I thought that'd be good. Okay. When I saw it, it's three and a half hours, I thought... That's well, the problem, it's too... It's, I struggle with a film if it's over, a movie, over two hours, I'm out. Nah. Unless it's I might do desperate. the first half and then go across the road. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see, see much different second yeah. half, to be honest. It's just singing and that, isn't it? They said the lively one's going <laughs> the second half. The second half gets lively, doesn't it? So, Does it? I have no <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. I have no idea. I always make sure I get aisle seats as well so I can get to the toilet conveniently. So, but uh, but opera, opera first night. This will be great. I'm looking forward to this Instagram. Oh, this this yeah. should be really interesting. Yeah. yeah. They're, 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 listen, me and Mozart in the opera, I'm on the opera house. We'll be, and then the, the second date, we're actually going Wednesday. So I'm hoping they hold that game over. There's a good chance with Shelton well, coming back. I was all yeah, because of Tokyo, they probably will, yeah. Hopefully, then we, we might be able to get it. Anyway, that, there, there's some great matches in this draw. You know, great 
players. And obviously, if you look at the top half of the draw, the bottom half, there's no real advantage, really. This time of the year, there's no real advantage. Is there? People are tired, like you said earlier. People are exhausted. It's all about motivation for the players. So there's no real... You can't look at it and say, I'll eat the top half season, the bottom half. But um, what do you think? What do you think of this outright market? Any, have you got a bit here? You know, you didn't... Really I have. Much. Oh, good. I have. Oh, my ears um, I'll just quickly do the, the, the trends, actually, because they're quite interesting. Um have I guess how many underdogs won in round one here last year? I reckon a lot. None. I, none. Oh, I they went. The they went nil sixteen. Every single favourite that was these are these are the starting price. That the sorry the original prices. They the prices may have changed by the time they were off, but the ones that were priced up as underdogs, every single one lost. Favourites went sixteen and zero in round one here last year, um, which is a that's not going to happen again, but. I'm just saying that's that's what happened. 31% underdog winners on average. So this week isn't normally the best week for backing underdogs. Surprising, that, isn't it? Really sure. When you think about the end of the year, you think that people, it's a good time to hit the underdogs, isn't it? It's, it's quite surprising that. Yeah, it's, I think it's the quality of players that are in it. These are, you know, basically the best players in the world, aren't they? They, mm. you know, they don't lose that often, even in tournaments like this, um, which is still, you know, a, a pretty big tournament. The, the number one seeds won it seven times in the last 13 editions. I think we had. Medvedev here last year, didn't we? Yeah. Um, the last four runners up there have all been priced between eighteen to one and two hundred and fifty to one. And but qualifiers, you keep an eye on the qualifiers. You don't dismiss them because the qualifiers have made two finals, a semi-final, and a quarter-final in the last four editions. So take a look at who's in the qualifying and where they're going to slot in, um, and and uh, do not discount them. But as far as the 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 bet is concerned, I mean, I've. Do you want me to get, tell you who I've got here? Yeah, of course. That's, yeah, what, so, that's what you're paid to do, sure. Don't, don't just don't, don't you want tell you us to go through the... the top half or the bottom half or, or whatever. No, I but... want you to go straight in and tell us who you've been. Okay, so Andre Rublev, I've taken here. Um, I took him at nine to one earlier. I, I really like his draw in Q3. Um, really does look kind with a less than peak Zverev, um, the main opposition on paper. He's beaten Zverev in straight sets twice this year, Rublev. He was really unlucky. You know, we did get a little bit of fortune for once go our way in, in Shanghai when Herkash won the final against Rublev, but it it should have been Rublev's really. He he was the, the player of the week. He just got he got done really in a in a final set tiebreak. Should have won that title. He was very, very impressive. Has won this title before, won it in twenty twenty. He's won eight of his last ten matches here. The obvious danger is Yannick Sinner, but Sinner's got a, a tough old draw mm. if he beats Ben Shelton, and that is an if on current form. Uh, he's lost to Serendolo before, if he, so he might have Shelton, then Serendolo. Um, Gael Monfils is in there as well, he's just won a tournament. Whether he's got the legs, we'll see. Uh, TFO and Dan Evans are also in there as well. That's just to get out of his quarter. So, And he's 4-1, to one, Sinner. And he's got to beat all them. Then he's got to beat probably others, Zverev or Rublev. And then he's probably got to beat maybe Medvedev. And you want 4-1. to one. Not for me. Um, I, I was impressed with Rublev in Shanghai. I thought he was really unlucky, so I've I've taken him as my bet here. Yeah, Medvedev. Uh, sorry, Rublev is plus. He's actually plus six fifty now with Bet Rivers on the the graph there. Medvedev is three dollars. Yannick Sinner plus three dollars. Rublev six fifty, Alexander Zverev seven. Dimitrov is ten. Sitsipas is seventeen. Francis Tiafoe twenty three. Tommy Paul twenty three. Ben Shelton twenty five. And Cam Norrie thirty. So the price now for Andre Rublev is six fifty. And Yannick Sinner's down to three to one. So obviously a big negative for Yannick Sinner, but uh, Rublev at mm. six fifty still still worth a bit. 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I, it's not ideal. Obviously, the price has contracted. Obviously, taking a bigger price than that. But I do like this draw. I'm not totally convinced that Sinner's going to make it out. It's it's a tough one. It's, it's you know, it's a five hundred. It's 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 going to be a, a top quality um, affair. But um, yeah, I, I've taken Rublev. That's what my advice would be. Yeah. And would you buy? You, would your advice be win only each way? Yeah, I'll just win only. Yeah, yeah. just win only. Andre Rublev plus six fifty is our pick here in Vienna. Man who's done us a favour already. Uh, this year as well, so he's he won in Monte Carlo tournament. I was at yeah. cheering him on. Yeah, I'm at, I'm at this week, so it's all looking good. It could no be the same again. Good. Yeah, Rublev and he did us a favor by losing to Hercash as well. Yeah, so. he did us a favor. I, I spoke you to him. Goodbye. Get, get him a drink. Sorry, get him a drink when you're out there, Rubble. Oh, just... Yeah, this, he's he always texts me all the time. He's, I said, Andre, listen, I'm out. I'm at the go opera. Meet, go meet him at the opera. No, he's, he's more <laughs> into One Direction, isn't he? Harry Styles fan. I'm, I'm more, cla- I'm more class. He's a big, he's a big One Direction fan. He wants to be like a big rock star. He does really? a lot of stuff, and he's, you're not down with the kids, Sean. He's on Instagram. He's doing all this singing. He sings songs. I wouldn't know anyone from One Direction if they were sat on the other side of this room. Now, to be honest, you wouldn't know me. Harry Styles. Nope, I've heard really? of him, but I don't know what he looks like. No, I did. Looks a bit like me, but with hair. I <laughs> really. <laughs> No, nothing like me. Anyway, uh, moving on. We've got two matches in Vienna. The last two matches we have to speak about um, interesting games. We said there's lots of interesting games, and there is. Ben Shelton, Yannick Sinner, sorry, is a really, really big match for me. But uh, the next big match is Stefan Osisipas up against Dominic Team. Stefan Osisipas here is minus 315 to beat Dominic Team at plus 245. Um you know, this this is this is in his own backyard. Dominic Team plus two forty five up against Sitsapas minus three fifteen. A player that's been in drastic form, not really interested. They play, they've played so many times, eleven times. These pair have met six yeah. five on the head to head. So Dominic Team, um, but you would think, you know, with with the home crowd behind him, Dominic Team two forty five. I wouldn't bet seven or Sitsapas at minus three fifteen against anybody in the top fifty in the world currently, and especially not Dominic Team here. Yeah, there's a few options here. Um, as you say, they've played loads of times. I think the two that are relevant are obviously the ones this year because the team is you know, a bit different a player now than he was before, but it's still been very, very close. They played in reasonably quick conditions. If you want to say Wimbledon is reasonably quick, um, Wimbledon and, and Madrid, um, which is fairly lively, obviously, at the altitude on the clay. Um, the stats just say, oh, Sitsipas, 95% holds of serve. Dominic team, 90% holds of serve. Sitsipas has won a, a huge 79% of his service points. Team's doing well on 68%, but 79% is huge. So it's a hugely serve-dominated matchups all, all through the, their sort of um, rivalry, but certainly latterly as well. They've played seven tie-break sets in the last 14 sets that they've contested. So one in every two is, is, is going to a tie-break. Um those two that I just mentioned, Wimbledon and Madrid, I think Sitsipas won both those in final set tie breaks. I think he went to set down, had to come back from behind and win it in a final set breaker. So it's all about the totals, this one for me. Either over 22 and a half games, that's an option. Um, over 10 and a half games in set one, that was a 2.95 chance with Bet Rivers earlier. I'm not sure what that is now, but that looked pretty big to me. The one I took earlier actually was um, was plus money, 2.1 plus, plus 110 about there being a tie break in any set in this match. I think that's good value. Whether that value is still there, I'm not, I'm not sure, but that's the bet that I took earlier in this one. I think it'll be a tight one. Let me have a look for you now before we move. We're going for a tie break in the match, yeah? 
Yeah, it'll be over. Yeah, me over. one second. Number of tie breaks uh, over, over half a tie minus break. Minus one hundred four now. It's come in a bit now, is it? So it's yeah. still it's still reasonable. Or you could take over ten and a half in set one. That was that was um, plus one ninety five earlier. Um, uh, you're making me work for money. Here. Plus one eighty. Plus one eighty over ten. And okay, half. that's still decent. Um, and over twenty two and a half is also a, a decent option as well. What what odds is that actually? Twenty two and a half. Currently, if I go out on the page, Sean, you know I've got. I'm not very good at these kind of things now. I have everything set up in a in a various different it's thing. Probably about. Vienna, it is. Uh, let me find it. Twenty two and a half is over minus one twenty one. So about ten to eleven minus plus plus one ninety. Okay, so about ten to eleven. Yeah, I think that's either the tie break played or the overs. Let's let's make it simple. Let's just take the tie break played. It's still decent value. I think it's, you're yeah. going to see a tie break at at least one, possibly two, um, in this team's obviously going to be highly motivated. It's a pass. Um, he plays a ton of tie breaks. Anyway, he played a, a couple, didn't he, against Artur Feast that he lost. Um, still doesn't look quite right to me. So happy to take that bet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Games that's is on the order. It's going to be a long one. It's a pass against Dominic Team. Hopefully, it doesn't go on too long because I need to go look opera. I need to go and. See, see, like my, you my... could just leave once the tie break bets come in. You can just go over there. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they'll they'll free they'll save the mo the Mozart. Is it Mozart? Is it Mozart? Yeah, it's probably. Mozart. It's, yeah. He's Austrian. Yeah, the hotel I'm staying in apparently Mozart lived there. I, I, I've been to Austria quite a few times. I've been to Salzburg quite a few times. Everything there is cafe Mozart, hotel Mozart. Oh, right, okay. Um, they've done they, me. You've they done love me. all that. Stuff. They've done me. They've, I don't they've know about me. Vienna because I've not been to Vienna, but Salzburg is very Mozart heavy. That's for oh, sure. They've, well, they've they everywhere must be Mozart. They've done me. I've been ripped off. I can I know I've been ripped off before I even got on that plane. Thanks, Sean, for that. <laughs> anyway, Karatsev <laughs> against Borna Corjo, uh, minus one thirty eight. Karatsev lost the final against Ben Shelton. Travelled all the way back from Tokyo into Vienna. Borna Corjo is plus one hundred six. They have met once before. Gojo actually won it. You said about the the be careful of the the qualifiers and the wild cards. He's a wild card here. He beat uh, Karatsev in Leon in a challenger in two thousand and nineteen uh, on a clay court. I I think he's probably a little bit of value. If you talk about someone who's had a big week and really not going to really fancy, we talked about earlier in the podcast about players that will probably jack it in. Um, Karatsev would be not far off the top of that list of players that I would think that wouldn't really want to fancy this one. Uh, Gojo is plus 106, I believe. Minus 138, Karatsev. What do you think this one? Well, I took Gojo earlier at um, 2.35, so I, I guess uh, that price yeah, yeah. is... Yeah, well gone. Plus 106 now. Okay. Still might be all right. I mean, it's an incredibly quick turnaround, isn't it? He'll probably get a late start. I mean, I guess it'll be maybe Tuesday night or something, but possibly even Wednesday, I'm not sure the schedule on this uh, this one, but it's a very very quick turnaround and and, and to totally different conditions. Of course, Karatsev's coming from a a pretty quick, uh, quite a slick outdoor hard court in Tokyo. He's got to come off the disappointment of losing to a finally losing to a final losing in a final against, um, as you said, Ben Shelton. Looked tired, just looked a bit weary in that Karatsev. He has had injury problems recently. It's a 14 hour flight. I, I checked this. That's that's quite a long flight. He's got 14 hours to go from Vienna. Um, sorry, from Tokyo to Vienna, which is not a not a short flight by any means. Gojo's had so much more time to prepare. He played an indoor on indoor hard last week anyway, so he should be attuned to the conditions. He's been playing the best tennis of his of his career in in recent times. Be Greek Spore and TFO in Davis Cup on indoor hard last month, also 
many people will recall him making round four of the US Open as a qualifier. So he's in excellent form. He should be fresher. He should have more energy. He should be more used to the conditions. I think that's why this price is contracted so much. Um, get it while you can, I think is my advice. Yeah, uh, I totally agree with that. The only My only worry about it is that Karatsev doesn't get the flight and just says, oh, I can't be bothered with this. But, well, uh, for, nothing ventured, nothing gained, I suppose. Yeah, but, but at plus 106, Gojo definitely is the, a little bit of value here. Uh, so that's it. So uh, on that match, we've got two official picks in Vienna. Yeah, two two in Vienna, yeah. So we've well, got three, the, including the outright, yeah. Yeah, so we've got uh, we've got Andre Rublev at plus six fifty to win the tournament. Sitsabash Dominic team, we're going to over. What's the official bit? Over two uh, and a half sets. It was tiebreak played. Yeah, tiebreak so, Whatever it is, I think he said minus one hundred four. Yeah, and we're going to go for Gojo to beat Karatsev and yeah. just Gojo to win. Yeah, yeah, I like that bet. It's plus one hundred six. There you have it. A little bit longer than usual, but two great tournaments here. Thank you very much for Sean to join us. Remember, there's four ways to follow us here on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. You can download the podcast Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on your preferred podcast provider. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Betting Weekly Studios. Brilliant amount of content there. Champions League is uh, returning uh, tomorrow, Tuesday. Uh, so there'll be loads of action there. The podcast will be dropping on Monday and all the soccer action is hotting up in Europe as well. And also obviously follow us on our socials at Because We Win on Twitter and also on Instagram. We can follow my journey at the opera. I'll be at the opera one night. I'll be at the Irish bar the next night. I'll be mixing with royalty the next week. I'll be, uh, you know, just, just a man of the people, you know, we're just mix, mixing it all up, but it's be there on the Instagram account. Sean, Thanks very much. I know it's been a long old day for you, mate, and I appreciate your time. You've, you've travelled back you. from uh, Antwerp. Uh, tennis season coming to an end now, but uh, we've got some big bits there and brilliant content coming your way over the next couple of weeks. Sean will be on his travels again in Paris next week, yeah. and then uh, we have the final, the tour finale in Turin when I'll be over in Turin. So it's all covered here on Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. Take care, everyone. Sean, thanks for joining me. Good luck with your bets and all Thank the you. best for the next week.